Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the new quarantine cabin out east uh, on Montauk. That's right. We're Ooh. here Monday, Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it one more time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, you let them know. And then they tell another friend, a sister, a brother, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. So you just keep pushing it along. You are the mouthpiece for the J train. And I appreciate it. So keep on keeping on. Keep on telling friends. Keep on tagging them in my Instagram videos. All that stuff. Very excited about today's guest. An OKP to the show. Original <laughs> key player. Okay. Nimesh, Nimesh Patel, thank you for coming back, buddy. Thank you, Jared. Good to see you. How are you? How's your quarantine? Thank you for joining us from a dimly lit... <laughs> This is my writing. This is my writing room, my living room, my TV room, my okay. dinner room. <laughs> it's all <laughs> the rooms. It. This is where it all happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is your quarantine? Tell. So I think the one thing for, for everyone needs to know that Nimesh has a special that is on YouTube right now, and you can go watch some awesome stand up. It's Thank actually you. it's relevant. A lot of the stuff you're talking about, um, you know. Even though it was taped before, it, it's oddly relevant. It's weird how, uh, I mean, I put it out, I taped it in August of 2019, and then the day uh, the city shut down was March 16th. I put it out that day, and mm. then uh, for some reason it caught fire like mid-April. Yeah. Like, I guess I got caught in the algorithm somehow, and then just sure. went like, like that, and I was like, oh, shit. And like everyone's like, oh, shit. Like, there's parts of it that have or kind of just resonated with everybody. You know, I think one line I say, uh, stay inside, be, stay, go outside before there's no outside to go to. And that for whatever reason I mean, has, I mean, could not have been more spot on. Yeah, it was weird, but, so, uh, quarantines so were good in that sense. Well, you no. Know, so the YouTube special, everyone should go find it at uh, youtube.com slash finding the mesh. Go, go, go. I'll have it all over my social media so that you can swipe up and click on it. But how, so what's the so now that you're a YouTube celebrity, a la, <laughs> a la Russell Peters, uh, a la, you know, so what is what is the what is it like dealing with the YouTube masses? All right. So first of all, I, I, my biggest regret is not putting shit out earlier because like Russell should have been the fucking, like the paradigm to watch. And you know, now we're watching Shoals and Andrew and sure. Sam Morrill. I mean, uh, Akash and, and Sam Morrill. I'm like, Oh shit, this is something. And not now my own sort of relative, uh, success on it. But I, for one, it was cool. I was riding bikes on Thursday with some friends and we just pulled up to Chelsea Piers and some, yeah. some Indian kid from India recognized me. He's like, Hey man, you, I've seen all your clips on YouTube. I was like, what? Oh shit. It's <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> It'd uh, be funny if you and the Indian kid just did like a mime thing yes. where you guys just like, you're like, I am you, you are me. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> dope. And then, uh, but, but, what's been troubling is that I've not stopped reacting to YouTube comments. It's fucking. I, so <laughs> I YouTube comments. Everybody. So do you get, uh, is there hate as well oh, as love? There's, there's lots of love. 
but you know i'm a comic so i don't respond to love sure <laughs> it's, no it's you all, it's the it's one like, guy don't not you like me man <laughs> and what, yeah. what is i mean what could the hate be is it that they feel that you're making fun of them is it a sensitivity thing or is it, it it's a lot of it's a it's it's mostly two things one it's like well, three things. And the third thing. Well, I because know. sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. like the YouTube land, you know, more than any other social media, that's kind of like where the, you know, the commenter is most famous for YouTube. Yeah. If you think of like, who's the worst type of commenter, YouTube has that like above all else. So you're, you're like going to the, you know, to the to the terror dome fighting against their biggest champion. Like Instagram commenter, I kinda know what to expect, but then you'll get like an Instagram commenter where you'll be like, Oh, you feel YouTube ish. Like you you it feels like you trained in another land. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like a Facebook oh, comment, com- yeah, yeah. I'm saying like the type of negative commenter, like the Facebook negative commenter, you get like like it's almost like momish. It's it's very boomerish. You know, it doesn't feel like you're speaking. You're, it feels like you're speaking to another generation. So, it is interesting that you're sparring with the most famous of the of the negative commenters. YouTube of the social media commenters. YouTube commenters are the most anonymous, right? Like, okay, I didn't go, know that. Because if, if you go to someone's Instagram uh, and someone comments on your Instagram, you can click on their Instagram shit. And yes, that you can find out maybe if they're not private who they are on Facebook. I, same thing. I had I, I I thought of you the other day because I know you have a joke about seeing a woman on Twitter responding to you about something with Allah, uh-huh. and then or where you basically see her profile and see yeah, her. Yeah. So I remembered your joke because I. I had someone respond to me. I mean, my arguments are about charcuterie, so mine don't really get. <laughs> so, but I had uh, this this girl like asked me about charcuterie, and then this guy responded, and then I responded to the guy being like, "Oh, you're trying to get laid via charcuterie," and then he he wrote back something along the lines of like me being cheesy or something or not being funny or whatever, and then uh-huh. like I go to so then I go to his account obviously because i'm a fucking maniac and i care too much and i go to his account and it's all the only thing he i go to see who he follows like i'm like i want to know who he thinks is funny you know so i I go and i find all he follows is like shoe deals and i was like well (laughs) (laughs) and i and i like held myself back but i was like the thing i would have written is like oh if only i gave out more promo codes for sneakers that you'd be a big follower and like something like that but like yeah like but that's a deeper cut than when you go to youtube you look at their account you don't really you're saying you don't see anything like that you don't see a personality well i remember like i one some 16 year old wrote some shit like man you ain't funny you suck and then i went to his profile and it was like four videos of him trying to do push-ups. <laughs> and then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> what are these, yeah, well, what are these it, people it, that I'm responding to? Well, that's kind of like the problem with social media, like especially right now, is like, who are you arguing with? Are you no, arguing with, with somebody that matters? Are you arguing with someone who's being thoughtful? Or are you arguing with someone who just spewed and then left there? Like, the, it, you're not in the... You could be fighting... One could be in a boxing match and the other could be in a Nerf you know football yeah. throwing match you have no idea it's the stupidest it's this i i told myself i, I said this to akash like uh, last week it was like 
I gotta hit, I gotta give myself a, a number where I'm like, all right, I'm done. Once I hit like fifteen thousand subscribers, I can't mm. I can't stay out, like keep paying attention to these because you only you don't see like oh shit this got fifty thousand likes or whatever. All you mm-hmm. see is it's got seventeen dislikes and all these fucking comments. Like oh oh that's what I was saying. Like one of them is like oh man this dude is drunk or high on stage. Which mm. I always just respond with Hannibal's joke. It's like, nah, I'm not high. I'm just way cooler than you. You know, that's okay. my class. <laughs> you know, and then another one is he needs to stop making fun of white people and start making fun of other races. I'm like, okay, like I don't think people understand how like long sets work. Yeah, you know, like, there's just like sometimes I have plenty of jokes about black people, Asians, China, whatever, but it just doesn't fit into the hour, so I can't just fucking shove a joke in. But it yeah. makes you realize I gotta makes me realize on the next one I'm gonna try to not talk about white people at all. Just just to be like, how do you feel being ignored now, cracker? You know, just, well, just to be- <laughs> then well then you're on a different algorithm. Right. Like yes. like, you know, there's a point where it's like, you know, you I guess like it's interesting that the people who love the thing the most and hate the thing the most get the same title tide of content coming their way if you think of an algorithm yeah like you you interact with uh i you know jokes about white people someone who loves that that like whatever it is or like uh, political jokes or like talking about social discourse that person who's mad at social discourse jokes is going to be getting the same stuff as someone who loves it it's it's uh, it's, such a weird feedback loop dude yeah i mean so one thing i want to talk to you before we get to the emails and all of you go go to youtube and and write something positive please Go not affect Nimesh's day as much as someone else will. Uh, YouTube.com slash Finding Nimesh. Go, go, go. It's super hilarious. Uh, I love his stand-up. You guys are going to love it, too. Um, you were supposed to get married I during was. this. And and yeah. I think this is an important conversation for us to have because sure. we, you know, I get, you know, again, just like the tide of dating question comes my way. So does the the marriage questions and what to do about a wedding I don't want to go to or a wedding I do, I'm supposed to have. What are you doing with your wedding? How has that been difficult? How has that made things easier? Because I do believe when things get more difficult, there's other things that get easier. What, yeah. What's been the situation? And how's your fiance doing? Well, all right. So I'll I'll answer that. A friend of mine question. as well, Amy, who I know, but I'm I'm asking through your eyes. Well, I'll answer that last question first. You know, like it. So we we were at, supposed to have two weddings, right? The the Hindu mm. ceremony and then the more traditional American ceremony. There was going to uh, be an Indian one and a white one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, so the, there's going to be a, a a coffee ice cream one and a vanilla one. The, 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 no, it would have been a dark coffee. There was going to be, uh, be six white people at the at the uh, Hindu ceremony. Um, so that one was supposed to be in March, March twentieth, mm. and the city or the state of it was going to be in Jersey. And the Jersey shutdown happened like three hours after we decided to postpone that one. So we felt sort okay. of indicated in that, but, uh, and then the May one, we, I think we postponed um, at the beginning of April that the May one was the, the white one. We postponed that at the beginning of April. And, you know, like I'm pretty stoic when it comes to things. I'm like, I was upset when both got postponed, but I was it's like, okay, like this is the situation that's going to happen. Nothing um, you can do. 
Right. And, and she was, she was obviously we've both been looking forward to this like crazy. Um, she had a, a lot more sort of personally invested in the May one just from, uh, I like, she planned basic all of it, you know, like I was there to yeah. have, like, this, this is what I would, this is what, but she was, and it was, she loved doing it. And so once that, once that date passed, which was just oh, what, 20 something days ago now, mm. then I was like, okay, more of a relief. And now we've postponed everything, like reorganized everything. But up until then we were, there was like a pall hanging over us in the sense like, oh shit, this was supposed to be our day. But sure. But with that day, now, we now, went up to, we went to the park and got drunk with a few friends and, uh, uh, that was that, you know? But, but, you know, the one thing I ask, like, I, I wonder about, and, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we, we make these assumptions and don't ask the people directly. We're just like, you know, like, for people out there who are wondering, why haven't my friends postponed their wedding? Why? What? Because I'm always like, what are the reasons against it? What you know, other than vendor, I understand like money, but I would assume right now that there's very understanding times when it comes to like the money situation and the rescheduling. Just like flights, you can change a flight. Like I'm, I'm assuming that all these companies have made a little bit easier, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, all of our vendors were like super up understanding, like immediately. I think there's weddings coming up that people like in June, July, August or whatever, not June, but like July, August, September, that, that time frame is still questionable because, uh, the vendors don't know themselves what the guidance is going to be. But, and, and the issue is that like people, I know some friends who want to have a, have a September wedding planned, but their vendor doesn't know necessarily what the, if they're going to be allowed to operate and if they are allowed to operate, then they don't want to lose the money that's going to come in. Mm. But, but the problem is then you put, then what happens was what happens is like you have to weigh as the person having the wedding, what you want your wedding to feel like. Like you don't want Mm. this huge overhang of a fucking COVID cloud and people not really partying. Sure. At the same time, the vendor's not going to be like, well, we can't postpone because the government has said it's fine to operate. So the, the vendor that's a difficult situation, the vendor isn't going to make things easier on you due to a vibe. Right. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Exactly. So, but it, it's so funny because in these times, like weddings are a good metaphor for like everything else. Yeah. Like to me, like if like the idea that, Someone out there is going, oh, all they give a shit about is their wedding. But then if you went, (laughs) you know, like, and like, there's a pandemic, people are dying, which there's elements of what they're ragging on. That's right. But then if you go to the person having the wedding, like what you're saying sounds like it's actually easier to have postponed your wedding when it was March and April because there's government regulations. So like these companies don't want to lose business in the future. They want to keep you along. So there's no real threat. You know, there's no like deposit that you're going to lose by changing it. And people are generally easier. But when you look out towards September, you have a group of people that are like, you know, that if they, if the government says they can't, now they're pushed to September of the next year because the March and April ones were pushed to like whatever yeah. got the first dibs on the dates. Now yeah. they're saying, and, and if it doesn't, if it's not a government shutdown, you're saying, okay, we're like, either we, lose your money or, yeah. or, or or don't have it. You're kind exactly. of in a fuck. It's a, it's a fucked position to be in. Like, know, I've like- been, 
I've been saying that people should like be reaching out to these people like, listen, if you don't come, I don't care. But I, I understand also that you don't want to have the wedding that's a just a fucking funeral. Yeah, you don't want a bummer. You know, that's like yeah. a lot of it. Like, so when we were debating the the March wedding, whether or not we should postpone it or not, before the guidance came that, you know, we weren't allowed, we weren't be allowed to have it anyway. A lot of it was just weighing like, do we want, like everyone who, uh, like we cared about closest, you know, like mm. people who were like our closest friends we talked to all the time. We're like, we're coming no matter what, right? Sure. If, if sure. you guys have it, we're coming. Yeah. Um, but then like slowly, like the week before cancellations started trickling in, like from people who were like coming from far away or like uh, who had, or who were mostly like above 60 years old, like my parents, friend, like connections yeah. and cousins. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Like, we don't want you to come if you feel unsafe and we don't want to be in a position to make you sick, you know? Sure. And as it, as it turns out, Amy and I both had COVID. So you and, did. And we were, we would have been, we were, we would we were asymptomatic on March 20th. We got like our first symptoms like three days later. So we probably would have just been like a super cluster of infecting I people. Mean, I mean, also you're the one, not just that you would have been at your wedding, but then you would have had to have literally brought, brought to every table individually yeah. a, a, a case of COVID-19. Exactly. It would have <laughs> been, I, I, we would have been patient zero for the Northern New That's Jersey hilarious. Indian population. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we both, we both got our antibody tests uh, last week. Uh, both of ours came back positive. I literally got mine three hours ago. Really? So, yeah. So we, we, both we took it, it. We took it. We both came back negative. And huh. there is that moment where I was like, fuck, I wish I had already had it. <laughs> yeah. like I was, <laughs> did you have symptoms? Jess did. I uh -huh. didn't. What did, um, what did she have? She had a fever for like a day uh -huh. and then just came back negative. No antibodies. We're just sitting here. Just fucking regular folk. Nothing. <laughs> I got super nothing. blood, man. <laughs> yeah, right you're here. you're good. Have fun. At the, that, you, yeah, you can go and you can have fun touring the country. Dude, I'm trying to. I, I, I got to hit my agent right now. My manager right now. <laughs> like, Yo, get me a booking agent. I'll send you my fucking antibody results. <laughs> can you imagine if that was on the poster? Anti positive for antibodies. Comedy Positive Central. Yeah. <laughs> <Positive>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a good credit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> SNL. Comedy SNL. Central. Yeah. Comedy Central. Positive for antibodies. <laughs> uh, come to this show where he can't get you sick. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm there's. I'm tweeting that right after this, this podcast. <laughs> well, let's let's do some emails. We I wanted to catch up with you, so I'm happy we did that. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I'm happy the wedding. When is it postponed? When should I clear my calendar for? I think uh, I have I, it in there. Uh, May 8th, I'm going to say. May 2020. 2021, sorry. So we got I got time to fit in my suit. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. so jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're here with Nimesh Patel at finding Nimesh on all platforms but especially YouTube where you can watch the whole special uh, youtube.com slash finding Nimesh the special's great it is um, I think it's great viewing I, I, I kept thinking about you before we started here and I was like man all the jokes make sense they didn't then no <laughs> <laughs> They no, held they, up, they, they held up. I don't know. It's like you knew something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go check it out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Vitamin Mesh. I think this first email is a really interesting predicament. 
I met this guy online two months ago. I seriously thought he was the one. I know super fast, but I had never felt like this about someone. He treated me the way I had always wanted to be treated. We even said I love you after only one month. The last... (laughs) Jess just went, ugh. (laughs) I said I love you after only a month. The last two months have been amazing. He's so fun. We normally have the best time together. Last Sunday, we went out to a restaurant patio to get a few beers with my brother, my brother's girlfriend, and some of our friends. I live in Texas, and mostly everything is open now, and he got super wasted and was acting ridiculous he was trying to make out with me he put his hand on my shirt he was trying to start a fight with another guy there just acting crazy he called me a bitch to my friends when i went to the bathroom and was saying he could get any girl he wanted Hey, he started going off on one of my friends and I tried to get him uh, water and calm him down and he went off on me. My brother finally told him, we got you an Uber. You need to leave. When he left, he sent me the worst text messages I have ever gotten, calling me a total piece of shit, saying I'm fat, that no one will want me, that I'm a bitch, that I'm horrible in bed, and I'm a fat bitch that he hopes I have a horrible life. Boy, that's a... That's I'm quite a ch- I mean, oh. yeah, he was he was also texting horrible things to my brother and friends saying they are worthless and bitches etc. This guy loves the word bitches. Of course, the next morning, he is calling me over and over, begging me to forgive him. I told him I feel like we can never move past what he said about me and my family and my friends and how he acted. He is telling me I need to forgive him and that everyone has a drunk night they regret. I totally get that and have had many crazy drunk nights when I say stuff and act in ways that I regret in the morning. But how can I ever get past this? Should I forgive him and try and work it out or block him and move on? Just an FYI, I'm 30. He He's 29. What do you think? I mean, that's a pretty two, bad, that's a, yeah. that's a bad story. That's a, ter- I mean, two months in a Corona relationship and you're, and this is what's happening already. Like, yo, it's just cut that dude loose. It's done. I All know. And, and, and the thing is when I hear this email and you hear two months, it's like, yeah, two months isn't long enough to know if someone has a horrible relationship with alcohol. Right. Like, you know, like this guy sounds like an alcoholic who has like for him to say this is one bad drunk night is great. Like ha- your worst. That's, worse- <laughs> that's a lot. That's a drunk night you have. Like if you're you've been hiding something for like years. Yeah. You know, I. You know. And, and to have that type of feeling towards the family and the friends and, you're, you know, two months in, you're on best behavior mode. So to get like, I, listen, Nimesh, have you had a bad drunk? What's your, do you have a memory of your worst drunk night? Does it even resemble this at all? My worst drunk night in a relationship has been pretty bad, but not like this. I, it's more just like anger towards myself, you know, and just like fucking never like it's never react it's never like outwardly negative like that that's fucking terrifying yeah and 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 to me like my worst drunk night i've made i've made a listen i'm not above making a fool of myself for sure i'm not above saying the wrong thing i'm not above pissing people off like i remember one time i was drunk in like i so here i was drunk in chicago once Mm. i'm with one of my good friends he brings me to a house party this one girl and I are just not hitting it off and I'm trying to be funny. And like, I think like the, you know, when, when people say there's PC police, I'm like, no, 
people try to be funny and people fuck up when they try to be funny. That that is just like that's a natural thing. Like how many times the class clown has a moment where he fucks up or she fucks up so big time that they're that the old class goes ooh. It happens to every class clown. It's a so game. it's a numbers game. So you're going. So I remember I'm like trying to be funny. This is before I even started comedy. Actually, it was right when I started. And I was thinking of moving to Chicago. And you were thinking of moving to Chicago before I even started. I was like, I'm going to move to Chicago. And I'll start this whole thing. And you know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's the city. And, and I remember. And then you I got was, drunk one night and got banned and, from Chicago. <laughs> well, basically, I banned myself because I was like this. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to work on my sensibilities here. I think I'm like so far away. So I remember I this girl. It was right after Katrina the the hurricane and i oh, made us no. <laughs> yeah. yeah no i made a I, you know the hurricane not yeah, not yeah. not the woman i i but i made a joke there was this girl and i were not getting along and i in i admittedly this is a drunk stupid insensitive joke she says she's dating a guy for, and they're like we're both from new orleans and so i go you should name the kid katrina like something like that this, I mean, a bit hacky, but yeah, I mean, I hacky, dumb, whatever. But then she starts crying because she's like, oh, my God, my, you know, my family lost their house. Like it goes down oh, that shit. road, whatever, yeah. whatever it might have been. But me, as drunk as I was, I, you still have a moment where you go, oh, gotta go. Like <laughs> this, this is my time to leave. So like, you know, and because I had no ill will towards these people, all I wanted to do was be funny with them, and I fucked up. I will take the loss. For this guy, when he's reaching down your shirt and in front of your brother, and you go, stop it, he should go, oh my God. I'm, you know, like, that's a natural drunk reaction is to lose yourself, come back to the meat. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. then to, ke- to keep fucking up, this is a person who has a anger issue with alcohol that, like, needs professional help. Yeah, he sounds problematic. Yeah. But so, also, like, maybe uh, can't, you can't excuse any of it. Yeah, I mean, to, 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 the, to the lady that spent three hours in the bathroom and then all this happened to her while she was in the bathroom, <laughs> I would say, you know, first see a gastroenterologist and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to deal with your bowel. But no, this, seriously, this dude seems like a prick. I mean, you, you've well, lost nothing. Well, I think you got to cut him loose. I think also, like, his response can't be it's just another drunk night because this is not another drunk night because that is what you can't sweep if you generalize then the people on the extremes of the generalization get a free pass he's giving himself a free pass by being like we've all had drunk nights no 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 no, dude we've all had drunk nights where we fucked up once we didn't fuck up seven times so (coughs) he the, the the biggest problem to me is that he didn't make a apology or a effort that was as big as his problem like Mm. if he if he had come back and was like listen i obviously need professional help i have a problem with alcohol let me get through that and make it up to you once i'm better and i i'm off of alcohol like you know obviously it's going to take time and effort to come back from this but he didn't do that he is not ready to admit he has a problem and i would not just because i've been with someone for two months that were pretty good i wouldn't sign up for that I'd, i'd get out of that yeah, and I mean relationships in Corona. If you don't get into a new one in Corona, these, these are fucking random ass times. You don't know what well, this. What also, this is. Don't, also don't agree to one. Don't be like, okay, this is it. 
Like I, yeah. I understand that you see a future with this guy, but you could see a future with a lot of guys that won't tell you you're a bitch. And like, I, I don't think you'll, I could never get over this type of interaction. No. Also you're 30. Doesn't you 30 is the new 20 as Jay Z says, you know, who even cares? <laughs> J train podcast, <laughs> gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Starting to see this guy from an app who lives nearby. Suggestions for spicing up our socially distant park hangs. Trying to keep it interesting. She's starting to see someone at a park. Well, she's been she met a guy on an app and he lives nearby, so they've been doing socially distanced park hangs, but she wants to spice them up. How does she do it? Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That is spicy. Ooh, oh, we're going to make out during COVID. You guys live on the edge. <laughs> yeah, oh, my up. God. He kissed me on the cheek. That's right. Pull a, pull a titty out at the park. See what happens. See how that goes. A little public nudity. Yeah, yeah, that'll help things out. I don't know. I I think like I don't think this I don't think the spiciness happens at the park. No, I mean, it could, but it doesn't seem like you're anywhere near that. It's just, it's not like, again, like, you know, it's funny that you're like, pull out a titty. Like, that's kind of the first thought I had is like, I guess you show a nipple. But then at that point, it's like, it's more like a prank than it is sexual. Like if, if, if I was at the park with my girlfriend, she was six feet away and she like pulled out a nipple. I'd be like, like, I'd laugh about it. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I wouldn't be like getting hard in public. Like, you know, so I, I think this all happens. I think like spiciness happens under the cover of of night under the cover of texting under the cover of um you know i think you know one person has to take the has to inch forward over text to make but i think the park is not the place to do it or just inch forward in real life and just get instead of six feet make it five feet and see how much uh uh, more attracted you feel towards yourself. I don't, I don't know what what it, what she means by we want to spice it up in the fucking bring hot mustard. Like, <laughs> Goldens. I don't know. I think people are just looking for ways to like figure their shit out. Like like how do you get to know someone in these times? And you know, for me, like I think living with my girlfriend, like I think you get to know each other you know way more but then when you're dating it's like you get to know each other almost less sometimes because you're like i can only get to a certain point with them right or you just skip all the formalities you know like that's why that's why i've always thought was the one uh positive of apps like you can because it immediately makes you skip like hey like what are your interests and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. you know you could just immediately get to like who are you as a human being like do sure. i want how are you like if if you're out with someone on a coronavirus date and they're and they tell you that you know they haven't really done anything in corona or whatever or they're not using this time to like improve themselves in whatever way it's like all right well uh, who are you this is you should be seizing this opportunity you're not the type of person that uh i necessarily want to be with or you're like the opposite like oh this is great time to just lounge around and strengthen my relationships with people i care about that's the kind of person you know like who gives a shit about (laughs) what kind of food you like you're not going to eat anywhere for a very long time (laughs) i guess all yeah the the formalities being out the window like knowing that you can say things like you know as far as you know the world is ending tomorrow so like you can go hey let's get this all out there i have an idea for spicing it up Mm. okay let's hear it 
So when you guys go to the park, here's a great idea. I actually think this is a good idea. They meet at the park and they exchange letters and they write to each other in the letters. They say, I want you to write a sexual, your sexual fantasy with me in mind. So write, you guys write each other pornos about each other. You exchange the letters. You have a conversation like you normally would at the park. How's your day? What's going on? I love hot dogs. And then you go back to your home and you read the letter and then you text can, you know about it to each other what you think about the fantasy that you created isn't that spicy to know that you're going to the park to receive <laughs> a, written a, pornography. A, a written yeah like with you as the star i guess that could work i guess that could right? work if these people are puritans you know? yeah well well i'm saying let's go back to old school shit like yeah listen i i and like you could write it under the candlelight like you're in nimesh's apartment no light <laughs> you, go, <laughs> you go i've been thinking of your wet vagina all day long like wouldn't that be fun and also you see the level of effort you can see like what you know hey i have yeah. an idea i'm looking to spice things up um, I'm going to write you a letter about us having sex. I want you to write me a letter about us having sex too. I think that'd be fun. One of the guys is right. Missionary. <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of you, both of you should just go get tested and then you could, uh, exchange your antibody tests. Yeah, yeah. And see what happens, you know, like then you don't have to do all this. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Postmates. With everyone stuck at home and every day feeling just like the last, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. That is literally me. Every day, what can I order? The most exciting part of the day is when a fancy new sandwich arrives at my door. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. That's right. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants everything gets left right outside my door they also have postmates pickup which i have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants those mom and pop shops you love need your support now and using postmates helps in these times it's no longer about burgers and sushi they actually make my life easier by picking up everything i need from walgreens and 7-eleven dropping it off outside my door just download postmates on ios or android find your favorite favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's code JTRAIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates it. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com, JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Nimesh Patel at finding Nimesh, youtube.com slash finding Nimesh. Go watch the special right now. Go, go, Please. go. Ready for this? I got a, I got a new one. Oh, it's going to be a doozy. I can tell. My long-term boyfriend and our friends were hanging out when one individual called me a hoe for oh, past shit. actions I did. 
Uh-oh. Oh, shit. This person is extremely rude and vulgar. My boyfriend did not stick up for me, and throughout a relationship, I've noticed he doesn't really stick up for me. I asked him before, and he said he doesn't like confrontation, which I understand, but I always stick up for him, and I believe he needs to do the same. How do I get him to stick up for me? Should I just let it go? Maybe I'm overreacting because I'm extremely sensitive. P.S. I've told him multiple times how I feel and that I want him to stick up for me, but he hasn't really. I think maybe he's just too shy and scared. What do you think? If someone was to say something to your fiance or to you, mm-hmm. what's your need for them to stick up for you or you to stick up for them? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, if someone says something to me, Amy will defend me if it's uh, over a line. Mm-hmm. If anyone says anything to Amy, luckily no one has, but if anything, I, I always think like I would fucking destroy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more confident. Like it depends on situation. Uh, but but let's I'm confrontational. Say, let, let, but like if anyone said anything to Amy or anyone I cared about, it would be problematic. I mean, obviously, like the a person saying you're a hoe oh, for yeah. past actions you did. Like, but there's 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 a couple different like examples. Like I'm not taking the side of the vulgar asshole because I do believe that's like not appropriate. I agree that's a that's an asshole. But let's say you're joking around. Let's say there was like some joking and banter going on at the table and this guy goes, oh, we know how you are, you hoe. And he didn't necessarily think that this was like such, like he thought it was in kind of like, you know when you're, in jest and also like you know when you're like driving with the flow of traffic so you're like speeding but everyone's speeding yeah yeah <laughs> you know like where he would go well I, we were all speeding why'd you pull me over and not anyone else so and and if your boyfriend thought it was like that and was like i don't know how to jump in here and i didn't know when the joke ended and the fight began oh. i could understand that like I, I i'm not saying like it's it's not raw but as far as like when to jump in to defend someone i could understand where they weren't sure to stick up or not here's the question that i would pose to this lady is did she stick up for herself first did, interesting did, was there like an equal retort or was this like a uh, and then he shit and then she lost the retort battle and then he could have stepped in or was sure it, like that the, the situation is important but i'm always i will jump the gun uh, if it, I guess we can hear what's a joke and what isn't, you know, like, sure, sure. That's kind of what, that's kind of what we have to do. Right. Like, Oh, if something's a joke, I will still retort back with a joke. Yeah. If something's not a joke, I will know it. And then I will take the joke route first. And if that doesn't work, then these fists is coming out. You're going to catch these hands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I think, I think the biggest part of her email, like context aside, if you're like, let's just say we, we take the emailer at her word. It, this guy was truly offensive and rude to me. Um, and the one thing she writes is my boyfriend did not stick up for me. And throughout our relationship, I've noticed he doesn't really stick up for me. That is like a vague. I, I think men generally like me, vague complaints don't really get me to do much. Like yeah. when it's like, you never defend me. I go, well, tell me the time to do. I, I, I'm, I, I, now I'm like wondering when the time was, did it was, you know, now I'm thinking of the context of, is there a situation that wasn't spoke up about? I think that's a different thing than if my uh-huh. girlfriend came to me and was like that last night when that guy said that to me, that was made me feel awful. And when you did nothing and didn't talk to him, 
That made me feel bad as well. The next time you want to hang out with that friend, I'm not going to be so quick to go hang out. Like I, that's a different story. Then it's like, oh shit, I can't really. Now the now the boyfriend knows I can't really hang out with that friend as much as I'd like to, or I need to speak to them to make sure they apologize so that I can hang out with them and have a normal friendship relationship. Right. It always like gets kind of taint. It's kind of tricky to walk your fr- your your girl into a situation where you're they're going to be hanging out with savages and you yeah. know and they don't know that it sounds like she knew this guy wasn't joking necessarily her his friend and well then, she said she said this person is extremely rude and vulgar so she has a history where she doesn't like the guy or a girl or that that called her a hoe which i i can understand yeah you also gotta if i mean first of all calling someone a hoe is also if is an insult to the your boyfriend as well so it doesn't seem like he understands that and second of all like you've got to evaluate if this guy meets all your other criteria for a man (laughs) because like like a guy who doesn't defend his girl like repeatedly it's like all right maybe this dude just a soft fucking guy well that's the other thing where it's like that's why i'm saying like you never defend me is kind of like you're almost um you're almost like ignoring your own problem yeah like when you go you never defend me that's not you saying i'm not fucking hanging out with that guy again that's you going you never defend me like Mm -hmm. that's just a complaint in in, in, in being spewed it's not it doesn't really add a standard in Right, yeah, that's that's like uh, that's an overall problem in your relationship. It also, <laughs> sounds it sounds like you need to learn to defend yourself, but be like talk to this guy and see if he's worth the time you've already put in. Because yeah, well, the, the, but that's the thing where you can go, hey, I'm not going to hang with that friend anymore yeah. unless you talk. Unless you, if if you want to talk to them and make sure that they can act a little bit better or actually apologize to me, then that's great. Well, then, then when your boyfriend doesn't talk to that friend and doesn't yeah. make it, have them apologize, you go, okay. Well, who am I with? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. obviously not the relationship for me. That's the point of attack, lady. Uh, Jared solved it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Nimesh Patel at the, Finding one the, Nimesh. One of the first reasonable solutions I've heard you give in a long time. Jared. I give re- this is all about reasonable. I think this. The the sex poetry, the sex note is a uh, reasonable solution to her spiciness, <laughs> her bland park hangouts. I like it. That was good. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Ritual. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run, but even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need on a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. You can't eat a pound of kale per day. Ritual's Essentials fills in the gaps in your diet so you get everything from D to omega-3, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients. If you hate taking pills, this one is for you. No more choking down pills. Ritual is just too easy to take capsules full of nine nutrients. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach. There's a mint tab in every bottle and to keep things fresh so you don't get that fishy aftertaste uh, common with the most omega-3s. From D3 to omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. A subscription is easy to start, only a dollar a day, no strings attached. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Rituals offering my listeners... 10% 
10, 10, 10, 10% off your, during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash JTrain to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash JTrain. How about this one? Friend group fuck up. Okay, I love a I love a friend group. I mean, this is we're on theme for this podcast right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Support the shit out of you. Thanks for the daily pods. Here's the story. I'm in a friend group of five people. One couple, two dudes. I'm in a friend group of five people. One couple, two dudes, and myself. Do we get the makeup? And one of the single guys and I have had sexual tension and flirty ban- banter for months now. We get along so well and decided to have a talk about how to move forward with each other casually, and it went great. Long story short, we fucked. It was amazing. Fucked again. And we would love to keep fucking in peace. But my girlfriend is way against it. The guy and I both agreed that neither of us are looking for a serious relationship and are happy with hanging as usual. We are on the same page with everything that's happening between us, but the girl in the couple mentioned above is not. I was the last addition to the friend group, and now she's trying to control how this guy and I feel about each other and how we've decided to act on it. Him and I both agreed we wouldn't make it weird or awkward because we just aren't like that, but she's pissed at me since I'm her best friend and these are her boyfriend's best friends that she introduced me to. Was I out of line for making my own decision to fuck a dude I'm extremely attracted to? Is he in the wrong for fucking me back? The two other guys in the group could give a, could give a fuck less what, I, what him and I do, and quite frankly, they're probably happy about it. But when it comes to my girlfriend, I can't help but feel she's being selfish and how, uh, with how she's handling the news and is now treating me like i'm guilty of something thank you a freed by noon fiend what do we think this is a fucking chandler monica situation okay if if her friend was really a friend she would just let it play out i think her friend seems threatened by if something goes awry then Mm. the whole dynamic is fucked up but you gotta let adults be adults man i think this is such an interesting email because it's funny that like the makeup of the group is a couple and then two guys and then this woman. I love that this woman and the guy starts fucking and then the other two guys, the one that's in the relationship and the one that's just a single dude, they're like, this is great. Yeah. Two people fucking. Like, we, this is the goal. We all want to fuck. Like, it's it's very like caveman the way that they're happy for it. There's no third level to it. They're like, yeah. and now they're like she, penis, vagina, insert, good. You know, like she, She's no longer the fifth wheel. Now the guy who's not fucking anybody in the group is the fifth wheel. Well, that's true too, but it's funny to me that the woman in the relationship, mm-hmm. this is kind of like why like couples like become friends and the single people kind of get left out. Like right. this, the, the, you know, for like, I, I, I don't know if this is a male female thing, but like it is, I, I think this woman is ready to move on with her life. Like she's got her boyfriend. They're serious. She wants, you know, I want couples dinners and I want to be in, in this and I, and I want this friend group to stay together and I want to make sure that these are the people that I'm going to be interacting with. And I know the group when the single woman comes in and starts fucking one of the guys, she's like, Oh fuck. 
All of my plans are now up in the air. Right. I don't know what the dynamic is anymore. I don't know who I can go out to dinner with anymore. I don't know. You know, like, it, you know, you do want simplicity as you get older. You do want, like, I do understand where she's like, I want to know, wh- you know, where I'm going on a Friday night. I don't want to have to worry about who I invite and who I don't invite and who's fucking and if they're in a fight and I'm going to have to deal with the re- repercussions. It's like, this is why, like, a lot of, you know, like I remember a friend of mine, he was um he was the one he he was a buddy of mine living in in a part of town where like a lot of my other friends were living and all my other friends were in relationships and married and having kids and he was the one single guy and like he said that like all these relationships would kind of make him feel like shit for being the one single guy. They'd be like, "Oh, you're Mr. Single, you don't care about any." Like it was there was this like kind of like this this mass um kind of like propaganda machine by the couples <laughs> to be like, oh, you're just this like crazy weirdo because you're single. Right. And it's like, I, I do think that people who are in relationships and if they operate as like couples, they are a little bit threatened by this like variable person who's showing a life that they don't have. Or maybe, uh, maybe this uh, friend that's in a couple fucked the other dude already. Oh, and she's a little jealous. Ooh. I mean, that, that would be the juiciest email of all time. <laughs> Let's throw that into the group and see what happens. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that this person's seeing that their life isn't, they don't know all the pieces of their life. I think you've disorganized an organized thing for them. Right. And she's that's got what to reassure her that, you know, regardless of who you're fucking, she'll always be your best friend. Yeah, I, I think I think she has to. Un- I think you have to go to her, and I like she asks who you know who's it wrong who's wrong here is he wrong am I wrong nobody's wrong you 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 took the necessary precautions you took to see if you and this guy could have sex without rattling this group and and to be adults about it and it sounds like you have I think you need to go to your friend and be like hey we did like A, B, and C to make sure that we'd be cool. And we did a lot of that for you. We did a lot of that because we respected that you introduced us. If this goes bad, which, yo, nine out of 10 go bad. If this goes bad, I can understand that. But I'm not going to like not be friends with you if this goes bad. I'm not going to blame you for this going wrong. But like you kind of have to live. let me live my life. Like you, yeah. you, I think you have, you have to go direct to her though. Like don't – I wouldn't bring up the other guys don't care and you care. Don't compare everyone's care. Understand that like her problem – what I'm trying to bring up is that she has a legitimate problem. She has – her problem is like my life has changed and I have no control over my life where I thought I did. Tell her to stop being selfish. She's being a little stop, selfish. Stop cock blocking. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Small changes turn into big lifestyle changes. I can say that for myself. I have this uh, this water bottle. Sometimes you'll see it in my YouTube videos or something, and it's a big bottle. And the goal is to drink four of those a day. When I get to four. It is my eating's better. My the way I feel is better. I'm going to the bathroom regularly. It it's a little thing that changes the whole day. When I have, and there are some days I have half a one, and that's a worse feeling day for me. It's just so crazy how a small change 
can lead to big differences. Making small changes every day can lead to a big change overall. A nice towel can turn your bathroom into a spa. Loungewear can turn hanging out into a luxury. Brooklinen, they've, with Brooklinen, they've moved beyond the bedroom to offer essentials for your bathroom like towels, shower curtains, and bath mats, and even launched ultra-soft loungewear that makes you feel like you've never left bed. Making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care, and what better time than the new year to care for yourself? Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. All luxury products without luxury markup. I love Brooklinen. I have the sheets. They're on my bed. They're beautiful. We love them. We sit, you know, can't get out of bed. I, 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 I just... What I love about Brooklinen is that, you know, they figured it out. They looked at the the bedding industry and they said, hey, people are paying too much. We can give them the greatest product at not such a high price. We can cut out the middleman. No more bed, bath, and beyond. No more stores. Let the mailman work for you to get you great sheets. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make a big difference. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewares, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on. Make yourself comfortable. Get 10, 10, 10. 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. Only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. <laughs> JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Nimesh Patel. Let's do one more. Does that sound good? Of course, dude. We got one more. Everyone I'll read go emails on. with you all day. Go on YouTube right now. YouTube.com slash finding Nimesh. Go, go, go at finding Nimesh on all platforms. I will be posting it on my Instagram. Go, go, go. The special is great. You're going to love it. Okay. I'll give you the dealer's choice. Nimesh. Dealer's choice. I'll give you names to these emails and you okay. tell me which one. How to tell my ex I can't be his sour something. Uh, work flirt or more. Morse code very, via Snapchat. Quarantine match doesn't feel the... I can't see the rest. Blocked to window tapping. Let's do, uh, let's do work flirt or something else. Work flirt or more. Okay. Yeah. I work with a guy that seems to flirt with me a lot, even now when we're in quarantine, and I'm into him as well. I can't tell if it's something more than casual flirting. We work at a fairly small company, although in very different departments, so dating someone at the company or attempting to and failing could be uncomfortable. I guess my question is, how can I figure out if this is if it's just flirting or something more without making things awkward or embarrassing for myself? There's no think? such thing. There's no such thing as... Uh the the work flirt during quarantine what do you mean like everyone's everyone's shooting their shot he's definitely into you wants to make it happen well what you're saying is very interesting because i thought the same thing yeah this in her mind and and this is i'm not saying like in her small mind she's right too but it's funny the way you think of this and I think of this versus how she's thinking of this. She's thinking of this. Is it just a flirt? There's like there are women out there that are like, oh, that's a guy I flirt with. And it means nothing more than that. When a guy flirts with you, it is to fuck. There is no <laughs> there's no 
there's no like woman in my life where I'm like, oh, that's my flirt, f- my flirt friend. You know, yeah. like no, 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 no. The flirt. This, this isn't. This isn't like a fun game of tiddlywinks. This is a serious game of cock and balls. To, you, ed- to every flirt, there's an attachment of will we smash? Exactly. So, but it's funny because the way she wrote this email, where she says, "How can I figure out if it's flirting or something more?" It's something more, yes. but it's not the the more that maybe you'd like it to maybe be. Right. To him, he's thinking, vi- men think very five minutes in front of them. They think, <laughs> I am flirting, so I may fuck. And then they're right. thinking, there, there's no thought of like, well, how will we get through HR? And how are we going to keep this a secret <laughs> from the office? And, and, and I think those questions do come up, but in a protectionary thing. Guys go to protection land. They don't go to preservation land. So they go, okay, if I do flirt and we do fuck, I'll deal with the repercussions later, but hopefully I don't get fired. Right. It's not I'll flirt and I'll fucking hopefully we can get HR to approve our relationship. It's not that way. She's already thinking about the conversation she's going to have with her lawyer while she sues the company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't you don't you think that it's like it's funny that just the difference of viewpoint on it. Yeah, Yeah, the perspective. She's so far ahead, but she but she knows what it is. That's she wouldn't. She she wants it to be just more to more than that, too. It's very apparent. And but I think what she needs to do is like she has to admit that like hey this is going to be really hard and the it, this flirting either can like it either he's never i don't think this guy if it were me in this situation mm-hmm. i'm not going to go above and beyond to get myself in trouble so i'm not going to be like flirting and then saying hey come over because right. the hey come over, I'm gonna let her say hey come over. I'm gonna let her be the one that pushes this along, so that if this does break up, I can go. Well, you knew I wasn't. You know, you kind of came after me. That and that's like a, a diabolical scheme. But that's kind of what guys do, or what people do who are flirting at work yeah. knowingly. You know, but the the reality is like. Uh, is it something more or something more without making things awkward or embarrassing? You're never going to not make this awkward, not no. make this embarrassing. Even if you get together and get married, it's going to be awkward and embarrassing on the, yeah. on the way to that stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think it's like, I think at some point and it doesn't have to be today, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. You got to be a little bit more vulnerable. Hey, this has been fun, but I'm like single and I know you are too. Um, if we're not going to like take a step beyond this, like I kind of have to like end this flirt or you don't even have to say that you can just back away a little bit, but like he, this guy to me, and I I know I'm making some assumptions. He's not going to stop. It could, he could sit in this flirt land until you come fuck him land forever. Right. Just don't send any, uh, news over slack. You know, no. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Nimesh Patel, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jared. Always a pleasure. Great Always to see fun. you. Great yes, to hear sir. about the wedding. Um, everyone, go find Nimesh right now. Please, right now at Finding Nimesh. Go on YouTube because we're we're pushing YouTube right now, big time. Yes. So youtube.com slash finding the mesh it'll be in the description it's all there go check out the special it's fantastic and Nimesh all the Patel, other videos there's so all, many all, he's got stuff there we oh, gotta got get, get he's got a lot of stuff so go get involved 
Nemesh, I'll talk to you soon. Great to All have right, you. Thank you, you buddy. Too. Good to see you, brother. I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Monday through Friday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.